telling you right now, this fight is the same fight I saw with Father Morello when I was at the St. Alvarez's Church when I was 13 well, years old. And to help call the action on this historic night yeah. is none other than, you ready, Chris? Yeah. Academy Award winning. That's right. 3 6 Mafia. That's right. Juicy J and DJ Paul. These are two gentlemen who are adults already. They should have jobs, they should have some sort of career goals, yet uh, they don't. In a TLC match, tables, ladders, and cervezas. Hey there folks, welcome to We Don't Know Wrestling Society X is back um i am your host sam i am joined this week for ws extra six and wsx episode seven andrew shangala how are you doing i'm doing great i'm happy to to be back i think was i on the first one is that right second one i think you're on the second one potentially the third one i don't recall I have spread these out very far because of life, bad brain. Yeah, I, I have a, I have a life. I also have a bad brain. I get we're both married. I get it. I get it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but we're here now, and I think that's really what's important at the end of the day. Yes. Um, you're obviously a big WSX head. That's what they're calling them these days. Um, so I'm glad we can talk about this because we're going to just jump into WS Extra 6 because we start out with still a real weird angle, um, where they run back the angle where Vampiro and Ricky Bandera has gotten to a brawl and eventually used suicide, got tossed from a very high location. What are your career prospects on the suicide, Andrew? I, I... I know nothing of Youth Suicide outside of Wrestling Society X. Like, it, as far as I am concerned, he only ever worked for Wrestling Society X in my brain. Um, and so, um, I, you, that's, that's all he is to me is, is the guy who would get beat up. Cause I'm pretty sure, like, he takes a, he takes a big bump in the, in the big battle royal on the first episode. He gets beat up here. And this is what, I knew him as and what I've known him as for the rest of my wrestling fandom. Yeah. I just try to Google you suicide and that's just not, that doesn't work the way you think it does. Right. Yeah. You um, gotta, youth suicide wrestling. Yes. You got to make sure you throw that in there. Yeah. Not great for SEO. Um, they sh- he really should have thought about that one. Yeah. It's a tough time. name. It's a tough uh, name. Yeah. As a, former backyard wrestler yourself, I am a little disappointed that he doesn't come up as someone that participated in that scene. Um, it bums me out. I feel like out. he probably did. But he might have he might have wrestled the lizard, if you know who that is. I You're don't. That guy? Oh, that, there's, I'm pretty sure his name is the lizard. Backyard wrestling documentary. Guy named the lizard in it. It's great stuff. I think I watched a documentary once where they are wrestling in dirt pits. Um, which was not ideal. Yeah, the the backyard 2002 film documentary. Rob Van Dam is in it. Good stuff. 
That sounds good. I should. Why not? I should watch this. Yeah. <laughs> Review it for the yes. podcast. Yeah. Recommend it. Content. Content, content, content. Um, But we get the first match. El Hombre del Blanco Mascarado versus Matt Seidel. Yes. Uh, WS Extras always weirds me out just because it's edited completely differently than the actual episodes. Because this is it's a full ass match. Yeah, they just they just kind of go for it. You get it. You got. I mean, I'm sure they cut some out, but you do. It's it's the uh, it's the wrestling program. It's the SmackDown to the main show's oh. Monday Night Raw. <laughs> you know. You know. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's a very PWG undercard match from this era, um, which is to say not terribly exciting, but also not the worst wrestling you've seen in your life. And it's quick, it's Quicksilver and it's Matt Seidel. Uh, and it's, it's, it's the, the, the floor is at the very least watchable, you know? So when you start there, you're in a good spot. Yeah, I don't have a I whole, did, whole lot to say about this. I did this. like that on on commentary. They were they were helpful to translate El Hombre Blanco and Mascarado for you as the white man in a mask. They made sure to point that out so we, the viewers, knew what it meant. Oh, yes, absolutely. They they seem like one Mascarado, it feels like a WS Extra mainstay. Um, they love to tell you what it means in English. Um, and they also really were hot for the Masquerado's pose that he did yes. during Saint-Trow. Yes, absolutely. They were hotter for that than literally any move in this match. Um, right. <laughs> it's that. that. They, they, his pose and Lizzie Valentine. That's, what, that's, what, they, that's what they're there for. <laughs> well, that pose and insinuating that uh, Lizzie Valentine is unfaithful. Yeah. Um. To the clearly deserving Matt Seidel. Right. Right. Poor guy. Poor guy. Um, I don't know. what it, is a package psychorama a real move? Because they tossed that out during this match. Um, I, wh- th- for what? the top rope belly to belly moonsault that Matt Seidel does. What they call this? The what psychorama? The package psychorama. All right, we're gonna. I'm gonna Google it. Hit the Google because it could easily be made up, but you never know. We'll you never see. know. We'll, we'll see if we're if, debunking uh, or confirming. If my computer cooperates here. There you go. Um, but yeah, I heard it. And I'm like, that doesn't seem correct. It doesn't. Well, so feel... the, the cyclorama is Matt Seidel. Like Matt Seidel does the cyclorama. Okay. Right. That that so that is that move. The package psychorama. I don't know why they're adding that in there. That's what's wrestling terms. Buzzwords. Yeah. Yeah. The psychorama confirmed that is that move. It's just the psychorama. Perfect. Okay. Yeah. There we I, go. I, <laughs> they just threw a little threw a little extra flavor in the name, I guess. Um. I have no specific thoughts about this match. I thought it was a yeah. fine professional wrestling contest. It's 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 just work rate, you know? That's what they're there for. Um, and they just did the thing. Um, after the match, we have Matt that just waves to a woman in the crowd. Lizzie, she's not happy with it. Gives her the face palm. Not physically touching her, but just, you know, put the hands out, talk to it. Um, 
which is the which is interesting in the grand scheme of things in this ten episode arc of right. Seidel and Valentine, because um, he really doesn't do a whole lot. Right. Well, well, I mean, we'll talk about we'll talk about it with with episode seven, but they're 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 building to something. They had a there, there was a roadmap there. They were on their way. I don't know what the end goal was exactly. That was you a know, season a, two sort of situation. Right. Plant the seeds. Uh, and watch them grow later, as they say in the biz. <laughs> um, then we get an Eric and vignette that's black and white. Yeah. Um, looks like garbage. Um, he's calling out the cartel after they put a f- dead fish on him and stuck his head in cement. Can we talk about how absurd that is? It's as amazing. A wrestling, as a, I mean, like, oh, like wrestling has had some absurd assaults, but like sticking your rival's head in a wheelbarrow filled with cement and then putting a dead fish on him um, has to be up there in the all-time absurd assault rankings. No, I did not recall this somehow when I watched it back. And I was like, oh, this scene, what are we doing here? And it just kept going. Um, yeah. And the absurdity kept going up with the, f- and then the finale with the fish, you don't see it coming. Boom. I didn't know that was a thing. I have not, I was like, I, I don't get it. Um, sleeping with the fishes. Here we go. Right. <laughs> um, and then Eric Cannon also has a stick during this promo, which I do not understand. Um, yeah, no, it's all about the aesthetic, Sam. Yeah, uh, yeah, I guess so. We don't see the stick again, to my recollection. Um, uh, he's got a stick. He's bringing a friend. It's all gonna work out. And what a friend he brings. We'll get to it. Yeah. But what a friend yeah. he brings. Absolutely. Um, and we get the next match. Which is out of bail and out of control. Um, which is Alcatraz and Luke Hawks versus the Trailer Park Boys, um, Josh Raymond and Nate Webb. Um, this is, I don't know, commentary's weird during this match, is all is where I'm gonna start here. Cause they're treating the Trailer Park Boys like heels when they're just happy go lucky. There's good old boys. Good it's, old boys. It's, it's real, it's real, it's all like, it's it's short. The match is short. They're in and out. Like you know that that much can be said. They're not wasting time. No, no, yeah. There's not a whole not a whole lot to talk about necessarily. Um, right. I think there is one specific cool moment that I was like, oh, this is that's in a in a longer, better match with more going on, um, where there's a little bit more of a goal, I guess. Um, Luke Hawks um, does a T-bone from Raymond into Webb was on the apron um, yeah. to bump him off. And I was like, that's a neat spot. They should have done more interesting and fun stuff like that. Um, yeah. But then it quickly ends moments later as Kevin right. Gangster comes out and attacks Hawk. Um, Slim just crashes him. Yeah. I do want to talk about that. The referee stays distracted for an unbelievable amount of time during that whole scenario where they they're doing moves off the top rope and the referee is it's mere mere inches from said turnbuckle and just doesn't see a single thing going on as far as all that goes and to top it all off i i am you correct me if i'm wrong but there's no disqualification in wrestling society x so why did they need to distract like why did the referee have to be distracted there is no reason. Absolutely none. Referee, though, terrible peripheral vision. That's yeah. all you really need to know. 
Right. Should um, go to an ophthalmologist. Get yeah, absolutely. Checked. He's I he has a disease. What do you want from him? Right. Um I don't under in commentary is very much those dirty rotten scoundrels, Trailer Park Boys, stealing a victory. They didn't when they didn't do anything. No, not their fault. <laughs> not their <laughs> fault. You know. They they right place, right time is all that was. Nate didn't call up Ruckus. Was like, "Hey, can you do me a favor?" Things just yeah. happen sometimes. Let me say though, great like love seeing Ruckus on any sort of television. Love seeing Nate Webb on any sort of television. Lots of shine for guys I like. In um, this, uh, in yeah, this, in this match. they should run that match at AEW Dark Elevation. That's what I'm feeling. Yeah. <laughs> to do a debut episode of Rampage, up the ante. Absolutely. That's how you. That's how you introduce yourselves to the Turner broadcast. What does TBS stand for? Turner broadcast something. That's how you do it. Station. Station. I had system in my head, and I was like, that can't be right, so I didn't <laughs> say it. Um. No, I've been saying though they should turn Dark into a WSX reboot for the longest time. They got the key players. Make it happen. Do you think- do you think Tony Khan likes WSX? No. Do you think I think you Tony, think Tony you think Tony Khan Tony Khan started the sleaze thread and also would just post about Wrestling Society X all the time? Him just exchanging uh text with Rob Black in the background. Yeah. I am I I won't rule it out. It's I won't rule it out. <laughs> not impossible. Yeah. It's a non, every, non-zero chance. After everything that's happened this year, and all of the weird connections he seems to have ha- haven't had, um, not out of the question whatsoever. Right, right. I think we should explore. Maybe he'll hear this. <laughs> he'll answer it for us. But I think maybe I'll tweet at him. Yeah, at let him know. Time. You a WSX fan? <laughs> you a WSX head? Um, yeah. A Wrestling Society ex-fanatic? Um, get with it. You yeah. got Scorpio. You got Matt Seidel. Right. Everyone else is going to be real cheap. I promise you. Um, Vampiro could have been one of the labors of Jericho. Would have fit right in. You know? Uh, what's the, what's the fifth labor? That's well, it. MJF is the fifth labor, unfortunately. Uh, uh, World Bowl 4, MJF 5. That's garbage. Yeah. Could have had Vampiro. Could have had Vampiro. <laughs> Shit. But that's essentially the episode of WS Extra. Not, I'm going to say, not my favorite WS Extra. I can't, like, it doesn't, it's, you know, it's 20 minutes maybe. You've, I haven't watched all of the WS Extras um, since whenever it was that I binged it on the DVD, like the last time I binged the DVD set, which at this point... Is over a decade ago, so so I have no no bar to measure it against here. Um, but you know, I'll never be mad uh, at a wrestling at an episode of wrestling where I'm in and out in like twenty minutes. You know, we'll never we'll never be upset. We'll watch that ten times out of ten. Yeah, there. I my thing is like on WS extra episode, I need something that's either actually decent or yeah, really dumb. And a yeah, lot of- that's fair. A lot of these episodes have that. I thought this was just okay in that regard. Yeah. Uh, for the wrestling brand. Fair. Just kind of flat just as far of, as all that goes. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Well, let's kick off into the episode seven proper. 
Yes. Um, Good Golly Miss Molly. We have Ricky Banderas coming out. He is, he means business. Um, yeah. He's, yeah. I, I don't understand what they, are they insinuating that he's been kicking used suicide's ass for the past week? Yeah, it just hasn't stopped. Um, so he comes out during the musical number that we don't get to really see because I don't think they put that on any of the videos. No, I, no yeah, not it never the like they would, in the credits they'd be like musical guests, quiet drive, and then you wouldn't see them actually perform. Um, but it was on MTV. You had to tie it in. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's how you get the great commentary. Um, right, right. But Ringo Banderas is coming on stage, kicking the suicide's ass, um, and then this ends with a roadie being yeah. powerbombed through a table. Um, actually, and then I, ha- he- I have to say, Qu- Quiet Drive gets the commentary, you know, seconds after this occurs. They show little to no concern for their roadie. There's an eight. Powerbomb off a stage. I hope that guy's okay. And that's it. That's it. They don't. They don't call a doctor. They don't check on them. They just. We got a job to do, and they put the headset on. The show must go on. I was not paid to react to a personal friend getting hurt. Right. Um, I don't know this person. Yeah. They don't work for me. Um. After the the power run through the table, Vampiro is shown in the rafters or whatever a. Like he's from the Muppets um, in the stands there. And they're going to wrestle next week. So in episode eight, we'll potentially get Ricky Banderas versus Vampiro. And um, then uh, Vampiro is the champ at this point, correct? Correct. Yes. Okay. So that's it. That's the big title match. There's your payoff. There you it know? is. <laughs> Two episodes before the finale, I think, if I'm right. So. <laughs> oh, I recall they do do a different match for the finale. Oh, okay. They run it back one more time. Yeah. Okay. If I if remember correctly, there's a casket match. And oh, that's, yes, yes. That then right. the Piranha Death match. And at some point, the exploding time bomb cage match between Team Dragon Gate and Filth and the Fury. So get ready for that. Yes. Uh, we got a lot to look forward to. <laughs> yeah. Um, but something that I continue not to look forward to is the further transformation of Fabian Killen, um, who now has a hat, um, and I very much dislike it. Well, he's, you know, he's at some point, he goes full clockwork orange. I don't that's, want it. <laughs> I'm against it. They're not really giving you any insight of what's happening. Like, no, no. one's referencing, hey, our guy who's yelling, he's looking a little different than he was four episodes ago what's up no with that? it's like so you know how after uh now malachi black tommy and got released and he said in those in those in those monologues he did on twitch he was like if you watch my promos you could tell the subtle differences and you could see the story i was trying to tell i think maybe he was inspired by fabian kalen changing his look ever so slightly week to week on wrestling society X. Probably. Um, yeah. Lay that out there. Yeah. We do have a bit of magic. He did in a previous episode that again, unreferenced, but they have a very special effect that comes on the screen when he has those 
pops out and he has a little magician wand. He also loves to spin around. He loves to like run around in a circle. It's his favorite pastime. <laughs> um, but he he's gonna give us the next match, which is Cartel of Delicato and um future GCW star Lil Cholo. Yes. yes, I'm glad you glad you brought that up. He's getting a <laughs> big big shot in a six man scramble in L.A. Um. Yeah, I would say GCW is not the spiritual heir to WSX, unfortunately. No, um, I don't think there is one, <laughs> which is unfortunate. It's it, but that there can it stands alone. Yeah, someone's gonna tell you it's Lucha Underground, but it's not. It's, it's not. not. It's not. Um, and they go up against Eric Cannon and his friend, Vicious Vic Grimes. Yes. Uh, yeah. The so. What, did Vic Grimes? He must have done XPW after after the ECW incident, right? I have that to must assume be, that must be how he gets tied into Wrestling Society X. Because otherwise, they are real. They're like, we got to call. I know who we got to call, and it's Vic Grimes. We haven't seen him since he threw New Jack off the, the scaffold. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, just an absurd career for Vic Grimes. Yeah, I I don't. Yeah, so very much confirmed he was an XPW. He was, um, okay. 100%. Still, of all the people you could bring in, this is the guy? He needed some, well, you know, Eric Cannon needed some muscle. I'm trying to say, so 2006, they could have found someone better than Vic Grimes for this exact role. Cer- certainly. You would think, but apparently not. Is is Brody Lee Big Rig by 2006? I believe so. Bring in Big Rig Brody Lee. I just solved the problem. That would have done it. That would yeah, have solved yeah. a lot of issues. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Vic Grimes. And the, the, uh, he hasn't gotten any better at wrestling at any point. He's still pretty bad. So, you know. Hey, man, he does it. He busts out this corkscrew senton, which looks... I do appreciate the, the camera work in the match where every time Vic Grimes does anything, it shakes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's like he's Godzilla or something in there. Um, yeah, it's good. It's not good. It's a little distressing. Um, but yeah, this match is in general, not terribly good. No, it gets, it's very short. Um, yeah. Vic Grimes, you know, all in all, though, he may suck, but I still think he earns his paycheck more than most people in this match. Um, because he seems to be the only one that did much of note. That's fair. That's fair. Certainly did more than, like, the cartel guys who are not wrestlers, but just, like, stand on the back, in, you know, outside the ring and throw stomps, and that's it. Yes. Yes. Um... We do wrap this thing up with a masked woman getting involved in backdropping Lil Cholo. Nick um, Grimes. And then Vic Grimes, he gets shot blocked. I think that's rude yeah. as hell. Yeah. You, you, he's a big man. You're trying to take it out his knees? Like, he's got no knees. Um, We get Delicato doing the B-boy running knee. Right. Dog pile victory. 
Yeah. Because again, he's a large man. No one person could possibly pin him. And when I mean no. dogpile, I mean all four individuals of the cartel, not just Lochero right. and Delicado. Which again leads to my earlier point. Why did they have to distract the ref? If you can pin somebody with four people at once, two of whom are not even in the match. Well, you see, they're not touching his body. They're touching other bodies touching his body. Ah, okay. See, there's, just, there's loopholes. Just adding weight. Just adding weight. Exactly. 100%. Um, what I find very funny is Vic Grimes has no care that he just lost after that match. He is no. just smiling. He's like, hey, I'm just happy to be here. You know, well, his buddy, you know, he they tried to help him out. Can we talk, like, the girl in the mask, do you know who that is, Sam? I do not. Are you, are you aware? So it's Sarah Del Rey. That adds up. Yeah. <laughs> Which is just, I'm pretty sure. At least that's what Google is telling me. Um, yeah, Nick Grimes is Sarah Del Rey. That timing makes sense. And I wanted to confirm my, my brain was right. But yeah, Sarah Del Rey, that's what they had her do. Unbelievable stuff. She would have been a better partner than Vic Grimes. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> um, I like that they have now put b-boy and sir del rey in masks for some reason yes um doesn't make a lick of sense to me personally but who am i um but yeah just a whole weird ending to that whole match i don't know yeah, where things go from here no me either i don't remember there's more to it that 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 feud continues um as you would expect it to you can't have the heels win in such a definitive fashion that way. Um, but, you know, it's not something I'm necessarily looking... I'm, I wouldn't come out of that being excited to watch the next chapter. So. No. Especially when the the babyfaces don't seem to give a hoot that they lost in a... No. No. Even even Nick, Nick Grimes, Sarah Del Rey, they look completely nonplussed. Not even bothered. Wait, what are you <laughs> telling me their name is in the show? Nick. Nick, like short for Nicole or something. Nick That's Grimes. not it's good. It's Nick and Vic. It's Nick and Vic. I don't like it for a variety of reasons. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Yuck. That's it, man. No, I dis- I disagree. Um. Okay. Let's run it to the back. We got some weirdly pink tinted backstage couch segment. With yeah. Lizzie Valentine. Strange, strange editing choices on that whole. It looks like someone just threw on like a filter in like iMovie or something like that. Yeah. No, I will admit, was not watching maybe the most pristine version of this angle possible. No. Still, um, I can't imagine with a little bit greater clarity that the decisions made here become better. Right. Um. Lizzie is reading a fan letter that is clearly a love letter. Um, right. Won't let Matt see it. Won't no. let him look. No. Like, hey, this is my fan. Get your own. Um, they're hyping up their human tornado match. She calls Matt the only real pimp here. Yeah. Um, which I don't love those words coming out of her mouth directed towards Matt Seidel. Only weird real thing, pimp here. Weird thing to say to your boyfriend. <laughs> Very. Um, so Sidal follows that up by calling a human tornado a poser pimp 
wannabe. Yeah. Well, if there's one thing Matt Sydal knows, it's who is and who isn't a real pimp. Um. Yeah, he is the expert. Right. Um. You come to him when you want to know who and who is not a pimp. Um. That's just what he does in his spare time. Absolutely. Um. Mike Sydal, poser pimp wannabe. Matt Sydal, real pimp. Yeah. Um. And we get the match of Matt Sydal versus Human Tornado right up next. Um, yeah, right into it. Important to note, Fabian is no longer wearing his button-up shirt anymore. He has fully moved on to just suspenders and a black tank top. Um, this episode has been the fastest transformation we have experienced so far. It is becoming incredibly disconcerting. <laughs> there's a lot of that. There's... There's episodes left. Here, uh, where can we go? There's more to Less be done. Less clothes? More yeah. makeup? Yeah. It's all it's all happening. It's he all about looks like more. he came out of a hot topic. What stores are left? The Spencer's gift nah, shops. Spencer gift shops. Oh my goodness. He's just gonna come out with a toy that's shaped like an ass that poops chocolate or something. Um I, I I don't know why I put this down, but commentary does just say at one point. I don't remember the context. Gotta admit, Lizzie is hot. Um, they again, they love Lizzie Valentine. They have a <laughs> love hate relationship. Yeah, yeah. They they want to talk about how unfaithful she is, how she's got men on the side, um, but also wants to say, hey, but also she's attractive. Um, it's, I don't get it. I, well, I know why they're doing it, but just different time, extremely. Um, yeah, I don't know really what to say about this match. Um, I know it's got some fun spots, but also. Yeah, then it's, like, it's, it's enjoyable enough. They do a lot with the, the balls of steel gimmick. Yeah, they run it back three times. You don't get that often. They really lean on that hard. Um, And maybe they should have taken the less is more approach there. But, you know, what you got to give the people what they want. I know. I appreciate it. You don't usually get that. Usually it's just a one and done. Hey, you've seen the the balls of steel exist. You know they exist. Chekhov's gone. Um, But then they run it back twice more which I think is important to let you know, the balls of steel are always in play. They never right. go away. Right, that's fair. Um, after so many human tornado matches, I don't think I've seen it done quite like this. Yeah, no. No, uh, certainly not. <laughs> um, trying to see what else we got here. Not a whole lot. This is a vehicle to, for human tornado to do a big dive. Matt Seidel to do his stuff. Um, but yeah. we've already seen his stuff. Right. Nothing new. Again, like fairly high floor is the two of them are very competent wrestlers. So, but with the WSX edit editing. So yeah, right, right. You get 0% of whatever is happening between them doing the things that they're doing. Right. Um, for better or worse. Um, but yeah, the balls of steel, I found very, at least interesting, 
no one's they haven't done that one before uh at least in such repetition um but yeah that's it i i got nothing more on this one you got anything yeah, you want to talk about for i mean we can't forget to bring that the love letter comes back into play falls out of lizzie valentine's pocket um matt sees it and they, that you know they that they they pay that off so Yes, we we still do not know necessarily what the heck's going on, um, right. specifically. But Matt seems very unhappy. No, he is not. I have conflict is brewing in my notes. Right. Um. We're gonna keep up the pace though, because this is WSX, and we don't stop for nobody. Um. We have Team Dragon Gate being tortured still. Yeah, very strange thirty second segment. Um, in this weird garage that has odd dimensions. I don't know if it's a storage shed or a garage, but it feels too big to be the storage shed, but also too small to be a garage. Right. Um, Somewhere in the middle. Whatever's in between. Whatever is in the middle, you can fit a golf cart in here. Um, maybe two. And they are watching a subliminal message video um, with their eyes taped open. Yes. Um. So whatever's going to come of this, I just really do appreciate they got, um, as you know, and uh, Genki Horiguchi, and they've decided, okay, instead of having them wrestle a bunch um, in this limited run series, let's just, like, put them in weird backstage segments. Right. And I don't think, like, this wasn't some sort of green card, or not green card, visa issue. This wasn't some sort of visa issue uh, because... I bet you they filmed all of Wrestling Society X in like three days. Oh, 100%. So, yeah. This was not a, like stretched across t- um, even a month. Um, they probably, like, I wouldn't be surprised if Team Dragon Gate did this, you know, indie wrestling style. They flew over, didn't tell anybody anything, told, told customs they were here on vacation, and just did the dang thing. No, that's probably it. Yeah. yeah. You would think they would just have them wrestle more. Um, right, it's, right. It's what they're. It's what they do. Um, you call them Team Dragon Gate. You have not given them even a fun name. Um, oh yeah, yeah, right, right. You've you're banking on people having some knowledge of what the heck that means, which is unbelievable because this was airing on MTV, probably next to like the Real World Road Rules Challenge. Nobody knew what Dragon Gate was. <laughs> <laughs> whatever whatever your your audience was that was spilling over from the reality television that was on the 30 minutes before this has zero idea about the ins and outs of Dragon Gate in Japan. Yeah, the two wrestlers that get the promotional representation sort of gimmick, one just being Japanese and for a MTV promotion, is just absurd. Um, yeah. Especially when you do this with them. Like, just give them a gimmick name. Why bother? Yeah. Drop the pretense. Um, I still don't know where this is going. I do not remember the end of this show whatsoever. Oh, it's a it's a hoot. It didn't air on TV. At least not, or like they did it at the end of a marathon or something. But it's, yeah, the finale, you're going to have a, a barn burner of a time reviewing that. Um... Yeah, I know Crispy Les is going to be on for the last episode, so I am, I'm excited to get there. 
Um, we eat backstage with Liz and Seidel because we got to keep up and figure out what's going on here. Because right. this letter um, has caused chaos in this relationship. And not the guy that's wrestling later. Not the guy that's wrestling later. Um, Could have been. Could have been. Um, so there's argument. Seidel walks out into the hallway in his towel. I don't know if he's got his trunks on still. What's going on? Um, it is a very different vibe in the hallway. I don't, again, don't know what's going on with the editing of these scenes. Um, color aspect ratio all over the place. They're um, just trying new things. They're throwing stuff at the wall and seeing what sticks. Yeah. Little did they know, they did not have much time to figure out what stuck. Um, so Sean Waltman, X-Pac, Six-Pac, walks up to Lizzie and says, why the hell are you with this dipshit? Um, are, we, we, are we supposed to believe that he wrote the letter? I, is, that, is that the implication is that he wrote the letter? I don't know. Like, I immediately thought to myself, oh, she just has multiple suitors. Because I could not imagine a world where Sean Waltman, this man who is clearly maybe not in peak condition during this taping, um, wrote a love letter. Yeah, not the love letter type. Maybe when he was still one, two, three kid. Maybe. Perhaps. When he was uh, fresh. But not now. No. Not now. Not the guy that lived through the click, the NWO, the whole thing. Degeneration yeah. X, all of it. No. No. He's kind of a dirtbag now. Especially in WSX. Right. right. Um... So maybe that was what they were trying to imply, but I immediately just thought she had many romantic interests that Matt was not aware of. Yeah, I think that's probably more likely. Um, main event time, uh, which I don't quite understand as being the main event. Um, this is kind of the follow up to them saying, "Okay, Los Potros Guapos, we're gonna be." a real team that is going to win matches. Let's do this um, for each other. Um, it's going to be them, the team of chaos and Aaron Aguilera versus the filth and fury, which is very bad person. Tay Hart and um, Matt Cross. So yeah, I, this is very much a stunt show of a match. Yeah. Well, that's kind of what I want from wrestling society. X really, like, if it was just 30 minutes of stunt shows, I wouldn't be mad. No. No. I think I've seen a lot of wrestling matches. Just give me things, people jumping from high places. Right. And doing some like weird stuff. Teddy Hart, bad person, but when he moonsaults off a high platform, that's pretty cool. Yeah. 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 Right. It's what he's good for. Um, sometimes you just wish he jumped from a high platform non-gimmicked um yeah 100 um i do appreciate the call oh there's two calls in this match that i think are the best calls in the entire episode um we have that looks like it hurt during aaron aguilera just side backbreaker um just the most non-impact move you could possibly be making that call for when you haven't made a peep during the entire episode. Yeah. 
and then an I believe another separate band member going like a leprechaun meets a lumberjack. What does that mean? What does that mean? I I don't know. I'd like to state that I'm on the cage match page for wrestling society. Mm That's number seven. So I want to jump my memory. I watched the episode earlier this week. Uh, And I decided to click on the pages of Brett Ernst and Chris Kloss. Um, none of them have much because I think Wrestling Society X is pretty much the only thing they did. But both of their websites are just MySpace pages. And I just wanted that to be known. <laughs> oh, jeez. Um, I'm trying to figure out what else to say about this match just because a lot feels like it just happens. Um, yeah. And that's, like, and that's all it is. That's what you said, but like, it's a stunt show. They're in there. They hit their spots. They're in. They're out. Like, you know, like, it's just, you know, it's a weird main event, but they know what they're there to do. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess the most important thing is the the big spot was the heart jump, uh, doing a moonsault off a storage container of some sort. Um, wait, no, it was with the staging with the announce table, which is, right. I don't know. 10 feet, 15 feet off the ground or something like that. Um, and luckily he just bounces off the group of people that are supposed to be catching him and just splats on the floor. Um, and then we have chaos kicking a disco ball from that seventies team into Matt cross so, and explodes. Yeah, so I, have a, I had a question about it. Why, why was the disco ball there? Um, they saw it. That's, oh, they stole it. That's an earlier episode. I, Okay. I was like, because I couldn't remember, like, you know, like I said, I, I watched the previous episode we reviewed, and then I watched this one, and they had the disc wall, and I was like, this is not their gimmick. This is um, that 70s team's gimmick. That makes sense. They stole it. Now they broke it. So it's gone. Taken care of. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know what to tell you. The last episode, they've gotten a kerfluffle of some sort it was very minor um right. ends up with having them having the disco ball gotcha um, it just really it goes blah, really good though it was a good explosion from that disco ball it does some great work um and that's one two three that's the match that's it that's finny and that's, and that's the episode that's the episode that's it. That's that's the whole thing. It is an anticlimactic ending. No hot like, Why don't? Why didn't you end with the Vampiro Ricky Bandera stuff? Well, like, I get you want to have it on the music stage, but guess what? You didn't need to do that. Or or special treat encore performance. Exactly. Exactly. Um, people in the audience might have been confused. They were thought they were about to get an encore performance and did not. Um, but what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Most of them were paid to be there anyway. Imagine, imagine if you're, you know, you're, you're an actor trying to break into Hollywood and one of your first paid gigs is wrestling society X crowd member. And you're one of the guys that gets, uh, dived on and you got to fall over. Great gig. Um, yeah, this I don't know. WSX has this weird habit of either ending abruptly after an angle um, 
or just ending right after a match. There is no like breathing room in anything they do. But at least with an angle, the- feels like we got momentum. Yeah, and if you're if you're if you're building this as a serialized TV show, that's what you want. You got to give them the hook to come back next week. But they didn't did that. They didn't do it. No. This is. No. I have no reason to watch episode eight except I have a podcast of uh, doing it years after the fact. Um, right. In months after the last episode, so I don't know. I don't I'm know. looking at the I'm looking at the cards for the next two things you review though, and you got some uh, some barn burners. So I really have no idea other than the things I have slight recollection about. But other than that, um, this episode did not give me any guidance of what's coming my way, um, unless there's a potential Matt Seidel versus Sean Waltman match. Well, I could Ricky, not tell you. Ricky Banderas versus Vampiro next week. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Assuming it's the, the main event for the big belt. The big belt. Um, the, only, the only belt. The only belt. The singular belt that exists in this sh- short-lived promotion. Um, well, that's it. How are we feeling about WS Extra Six and Episode Seven? I, I think I think you're right. Like grand scheme of things, it's both pretty average episodes. Nothing super standout. Nothing crazy ridiculous. Um. You know, the last episode, you get something as absurd as a guy's head in cement. You don't get anything like that this episode. Um, but, again, like I said, if you give me a 22-minute episode of wrestling television, I will watch it with no complaints. Especially, too, there's guys I like on it, so I'm, I'm in, right? Like, So, at the very, the very least, I'm in for that. But I would say pretty, pretty average episodes all around. But, you know, middle of the season... You're, you're, you're hurtling towards the end there. You got to build up. We're balling up before we're ready to explode into the home stretch. Right. Right. Um, this is your bottle episode. Um, more or less outside of the Lizzie and Matt stuff. Um, right. We're not getting a lot of momentum. Uh, you got the debut of Vic Grimes. We got the debut of Vic Grimes, which does paint me the picture that I have not seen the last of this man. Right, especially when you say Nick Grimes as well, um, which creates yeah. greater concern and uncertainty. And I need to know where Fabian goes from here. <laughs> that's your hook. That's come that, back next. What will Fabian wear next? What will he wear next? What will he have the audacity to put on his body? Um, Andrew, do you have anything to yeah. plug? Uh, yeah. Well, you can follow me on Twitter. I'm at Verb Ganya. So like Vern Ganya, but instead of Vern, it's Verb, V-E-R-B. Also, uh, on the good old indie, uh, independentwrestling.tv, um, Pizza Party Wrestling just dropped season one of Open Late, which is six episodes. They range from like 30 to 45 minutes a piece. So it's super short. Dropped the whole season at once. Uh, the binge method, the Netflix model, uh, but give it a watch. It's super enjoyable, and I don't think there's much like it out there. It's something different. It's cool. It's goofy. It's fun. Everyone should uh, watch that. Oh, yeah. I'm going to do that this weekend, most likely. Yeah, Sam, I think you'll dig it, actually. So, yeah, for sure, give it a watch. There's uh-huh. some guys on it. There's some guys on it, too. They've started They've started pulling from the uh, the House of Glory roster, and I feel like those guys don't get a lot of shine. 
um, outside of the New York City area. So I'm happy to see uh, some new faces. Um, what's you got a connection now on Master P? Is that what's going on? You know, (laughs) showing up at pizza party. Heard it here first, folks. Um, breaking news constantly on the We Don't Know Wrestling Podcast Network. You can go follow at WDKWPN on Twitter. Um, please go listen to the other uh, shows on the feed. Um, you got QNTR, which is likely just going to continue to be the most um, regular series we got with Quentin and Tim talking about typically the modern happenings in wrestling. Um, but once again, thank you for listening and Andrew, thank you for being on. Thank you very much for having me, Sam.